When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Testing, testing. One, two, three. Yes, yes. Okay, cool. Let's do it. All right, VOL, we appreciate you open up your home. The hospitality, man, I got to say, <laughs> we, we've done now, what, like 50 episodes? Yeah, 50. Uh, the hospitality is unmatched. Thanks, Between bro. the food, uh, the family atmosphere, uh, just the, this house in, in general, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thoroughly impressed. So thank you very much for no having problem. us. No problem. Anytime, bro. Thanks for having me on the show, man. I appreciate it. No, and uh, thanks for coming on. I know you're a busy guy. You know, you got a lot going on. Uh, <laughs> I got the same thing you got going on. No, no, no. Honestly, I'll tell you what. I thought, and Davis and I talk about this a little bit, my life has gotten crazier for sure, especially the last whatever year or so. You're on just you're operating at a different level with with everything going on. You know, I'm looking around, I'm seeing everything you got at your house, all the different memorabilia, the different stops, the jerseys. Uh, so no, I, I would actually argue that we do not have the same things going on. Uh, you are just you're doing it at a higher level than I am. But also, no. you're in year what now? This is, this year, is year nine. Year nine. Yeah, man. yeah, bro. I'm a Almost lot older than you, bro. Almost. You're not. The, how old are you, for real? Like I'm turning thirty in May. All right. Well, I'm about to be twenty eight. So. I'm I'm an old I'm an old soul. Um, actually, you know I'm seeing I'm looking over here. I'm seeing the IU, yeah. and that's actually my first memories of you. I know this is something you and I talked about a lot, mm-hmm. but uh, I remember in high school. It's crazy to think that we actually weren't that far away in age. But I remember watching you play Michigan one verse two in Assembly Hall, uh, and and you just going crazy. It, it's crazy to see how far how much has happened between now and then. Um, but I'm looking up at the the poster, man, the Sports Illustrated poster. It's the same Vic, man. It's the same Vic. Yeah, I mean, just a little twist to him now, but pretty much overall it's the same guy, you know. This guy right here has been through a lot more than that guy has, but that guy still went through a lot too. But, you know, for the most part, you know, it's the same same blueprint, just a different, just a different writer. Yeah. I want to – we definitely want to get into all that you've been through in your professional career, but I, I do want to talk – a little bit about early on because we are you know we talk about underdog stories mm-hmm. um you at one point tried to tell me that indiana was your only offer it was i'm not i'm just There's no way that's true <laughs> bro i promise you bro it was my only college offer it's d1 not, offer that's not how it works though they, it like is. like you don't have one offer and it just be indiana like it i is. had one offer and it was merrimack college <laughs> and no one's ever heard of merrimack like no one knows see, who what's, that is. see what's crazy so i went to the math that i was it was you know pretty pretty prestige high school in my area and you know we we had all kind of people coming through there from louisville kentucky everybody coming through coming through but i was i played the four for us sometimes we played small ball so they wasn't i was six three at the time they wasn't recruiting a six three four man back then you know back then that was what 2009 or 2010 it was like they want Six 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 seven fours and seven foot fives. So, well, it was hard for me to kind of get a college to buy into the ability of me being able to, you know, 
learn later or or build my skill later. They they a lot of colleges like that. They want to win now. So, you know, going to IU, people don't realize the year before that they had won five games previously right. to me going there. So, Coach Crane came and saw me play one time and offered me on the spot. My see what people don't know is my sophomore year, Maryland was was very interested and had offered me. And then by my junior year, they took the offer away. So it off the table. Yeah, Gary Williams. He Damn. took it. They took the offer away because they had pretty much over recruited my 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 offer, and someone else uh, committed there. Michael Parker was his name. I don't even know where he's at right now. Um, I'd say he's not in a house like this. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty confident of that that he is not in a house like this. But yeah, I mean, but that's that's pretty much why it wasn't like. I mean, the the mid majors just didn't didn't. I, I don't know if they, they knew or felt like I felt like I was a D1 player. And so they didn't offer. Or they, I, they just didn't talk to me. And then, you know, I would get all the little papers, you know, the little letters that you would get. They yeah. would have like a flyer in there or two. I would have all those. But a legit offer, it was only Indiana come my senior year, December of my senior year. It was Going into my senior year, I had no offers. By December, I had Indiana. Spring break is when I went on a visit. And then after the visit, I had committed. That summer we had one more one more year of AAU, and then you know Billy Donovan at Florida was like, "Oh, we need him." Notre Dame was like, "Oh, we want to recruit him." And at that point, I was like, "Man, I'm a Hoosier." Late so to the game, man. At over. that point, yeah. It's over. I paid. I was like, "It's not. I'm good." So, luckily, Even I, I made the some right of those choice. Flyers, Vic. So yeah, the, the Flyers. I honestly didn't really have the Flyers. Like, <laughs> like, I had a bunch of Flyers, but no offers. <laughs> it's like there's a difference. I'm curious, when you're a 6'3 power forward at DeMatha, are you trying to figure out how to be an effective power forward, or are you like, man, I'm supposed to be a guard, like trying to become a guard? I mean, you know, what people don't understand is like, for me it was like, I didn't choose basketball. Basketball chose me. Like, So for, for me, the game came differently. No one in my family played the game. So I had to learn it on my own. So at that point... I was still learning, trying to figure out where I fit in, trying to figure out what my game looked like or what kind of player I was going to be. Because, you know, I, it was no, it was nobody before me that I could mold my game after, or somebody teaching me how to shoot a basketball. It wasn't none of that. It was just me going in the gym by myself or whoever was rebounding or whoever was working me out at the time, and me just figuring out. So, in high school, I was just doing whatever the coach told me to do. Like there was a point where my high school coach was telling me to rebound, outlet it to a guard. It's like, bro, I'm, the, I'm almost the same height as the dude I'm outletted <laughs> yeah, right. to. But, you know, that's just how it was for me back then. I was just, just a super athletic kid that, you know, that played really, really hard and could, you know, that played really good defensively as well. So, for me, it, it I didn't know what, what to do. I didn't know what to work on, you know what I'm saying? That's why I think TC saw the potential. He saw the athleticism. It was like, all right. I'm bringing him to IU. I'm going to teach him how to become a guard. And then that's kind of where I learned how to build some sort of skills. And then even after those three years, I still didn't, you know, it still wasn't comfortable. I, I later got comfortable in the league. I learned how to become a real legit, like, guard, like being able to dribble and all the other stuff that comes with, with being a guard. But before that, you know, I was in high school, I was just jumping over people. Right. <laughs> that's pretty much it. <laughs> Do you uh, – I feel like there's so many – examples of guys like that in the league that's like very often the ones that were pre-chosen in high school right as like the next best player mm -hmm. there are some examples of them going on and, and being really good NBA players but more often than not it's like the late bloomers or the guys that figure it out late what do you think of, 
about like just between the ears, like the mental side of that? Was it just that like basketball was constantly new and refreshing to you and, and you had this opportunity to, once you got on campus, all these people were now investing in you as a player? Because that's partly how I felt when I was going to Michigan. Now I had all this exposure to all these resources that I never mm -hmm. had before. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I'm curious if, if you feel like in a way being overlooked and kind of, you know, pushed to the side at a younger age gave you actually a competitive advantage down the line. Uh, I, I do. I honestly do. Um, with a bit of luck, you know, every now and then. But right. I think that when you're when you're given everything too early, I think it sometimes can be a good thing and a bad thing. Um, when you're when you when you are overlooked and kind of undervalued early, but you still had that feeling like, but wait, like I could still be as good as everybody else. That's 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 not that feeling right there is not that you're not good as that you're not as good as everyone else. It's just that you're not yet. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's a lot exactly. So yeah. so to have that feeling early means that you have the potential to be whatever it is that you want to be. You know what I'm saying? Because I had the ability. I had the athleticism. I had the size. I had the – but the skill level, the skill set of everyone else was exceeding. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. of the fact that in the summertime, I didn't play AAU until I was 15. It wasn't like I was working out in the summer. I didn't do that. I didn't – there was no – nobody was rebounding for me in the gym since I was four years old. The only, only thing I was doing is I found a basketball that was in the street somewhere and I was just dribbling it around. That's it. So it was different. It was a different perspective. But I didn't know that back then. I'm just like, man, why am I not as good as everybody else? You know, you kind of you kind of get that that feeling like, damn, am I not as good as everyone else? Am I not that good? Do I not have the same resources? Blah, 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 blah. But in reality, you know, you don't want to be given too much too early. If you, you, you want to be given the right amount at the right time. And I feel like that was my path. It made me more hungrier. It made me not settle for less. It made me keep working. Because if I was given too much too early and it was like let's say I didn't have the skill but I was still giving everything I, I, I wanted you know what I'm saying later on it's like what well, I'm so used to getting whatever I want I'm not about to work on my skill you know what I'm saying I, I, I want what I want give me what I want and then you know I'm gonna just do what I have to do in order to be successful I don't have to necessarily keep getting better so because I was overlooked and I was ranked 147 in my class coming out of high school it made me work harder than everyone else. So I built the skill over time. You know, even if I didn't want to, I just built the skill over time because I was so ingrained on getting better. I, I, I became obsessed with being in the gym because I felt like, okay, I'm way behind everyone else. All right, well then I'm just gonna outwork everyone else. It's like that, that super, I was a role player in high school, to be honest with you. To be completely honest with you, I was a role player. Even in IU for 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 a, a stint, I was a role player. I was a really you were. If that's the case, you were an elite role player. <laughs> no, early on, early elite on, early role on, play. I was a role player, and you know when you are, you 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 have to you 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 have to learn how to be a star in your role. We say that all the time. Yeah, right. In, in reality, you do. You have to learn how to be do anything. I had to learn how to do anything because I couldn't shoot. I couldn't dribble. I had to learn how to do anything possible to get on the floor. And sometimes that's a good thing when you're growing up and you end up in the NBA where it's like, man, you got to have a little bit of like F you to be successful. Sure, yeah, you know what I'm sure, saying? Yeah. Not, you, you, know, you don't necessarily need to be coachable all the time. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But that's how I became who I am. And, you know, I say all the time, like opportunity and, and, and ability 
come hand in hand. You can have the ability, but if you're not given the opportunity to show it and you don't have the mentality of effort, you are very coachable, it's going to be harder for you. Just generally, generally speaking, it's going to be harder for you. So that's just a little dose of my, my process. And I had to later, you know, I, if you, when you ask more questions, I'm not going to say the whole story now, but you'll see, <laughs> you'll see like, as we keep talking, you'll see the buildup. You'll hear that part. That's like my high school from college. And then as I continue to talk to you, you'll be like, okay, so I see the switch. I see the, the kind right. of the turn of the tide in a sense. So I want to unpack one thing you said there, because I think it's an important concept to grasp and I want to know how you wrestle with it because you talk about being a star in your role but then you also talk about working your ass off and, and wanting more for yourself so how did you how do you between your ears walk that line between look I need to be a star I need to play within myself whatever play within the structure of the team but like I'm also good enough to do all those things that other guys on the team are doing right you say early on at, at IU mm -hmm. all right well you come back the next year and you're definitely not a, a role player the next year. So how do you walk that line in your mind and, and toe that line? I think it's um, – that's a great question. I think that – and while you was asking it, I was thinking about answering it. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that – I think you have to be you, – you have to be very, very savvy with with yourself. And you have to be very – very smart and, and strategic in the way you attack. And when I say that, I mean like, okay, I'm going to be a star in my role. I'm going to work out. I'm going to perfect whatever it is that you want me to do. Oh, but better believe when you're not around, I'm going to be working on what I think I need to get better right. at. Right. I'm going to be I'm going to be doing ball handling drills. I'm going to be shooting with Jordan Halls trying to get my my three point percentage up every day in the summertime. I'm going to be coming off pick and rolls over here, pretending like I'm I'm coming off pick and rolls in the chair. I'm going to be doing that. But when we get to practice, I'm going to, I'm going to run to the corner. I'm going to yeah. cut. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to do all those things. Because eventually, when you have, in my opinion, you don't feel, I'm not going to feel nothing just to feel it. If I feel like I want something or I need something, I feel like that's, there's a reason why I want that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like there's so many things in the world that I could want, that I could be, um, that I could aspire to have or that I could be or have a goal for. You know what I'm saying? So if I have something in my mind that I want and I want to reach, there's a reason for that. That I could I could be I could want to go down the street and walk to the park. I could want to be I could want to ride a boat. I could do I, and I'm gonna go do it, right? <laughs> there's a reason why I want to be one of the greatest basketball players to ever play. So why wouldn't I give myself that opportunity to do that? So today you want me to be this type of person or this type of player. Okay, I'm gonna do that. But eventually I feel like my my stars are gonna align to where I need to be more than that. So I'm gonna prepare myself for that. So when that time comes, if I'm needed, or well, God forbid something happens and then I'm needed, I'm not looking like I'm not prepared. You know what I'm saying? So for example, I'll give you an example. <clears throat> Early on at IU, my first year, I was a role player. Cut. Maybe get a catch and shoot every now and then, play defense. Put back dunk. Yeah, all that. <laughs> but at nighttime, I was coming back every evening, working on ball handling drills, listening to Miguel. Like, I remember all that stuff. Going, doing all when, – when I remember because it would be two games that come on on TNT. It would be a 7 o'clock game and then like a 10 o'clock game, West Coast game. I would watch both, then I would go to the gym. And I used to work on stuff that I felt like I wasn't good at, that I felt like I could do. Next thing you know, we my sophomore year – 
we in a stretch, we finally, we beat Kentucky at the buzzer December 10th, 2010. Then we get ranked and da 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 da. And we trying to, we trying to do something special that year back and forth. Our, our starting point guard, Verdell Jones goes down. Coach Cream, like, I need you to play. You need to be a guard. You got to do more. I'm coming off pick and roll. We play at Purdue. I'm coming off pick and rolls against Etuan Morris, getting to the Baja scoring. They're like, where did this come from? I love it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You just got to prepare yourself because I really feel like, yo, like, bro, even in your journey, bro, you, I'm sure you thought you could be as great of a shooter as you are now your whole life. Or you could have, you, you aspired to want more your whole entire career, your whole life. It wasn't given to you right away. But you didn't, you didn't, you did not feel like that every day. Right. You always wanted to be in the NBA. You always wanted to be a supreme shooter in the NBA, or whatever it is you wanted to do. You always wanted that feeling. But it didn't, what didn't happen right away, but it never changed the way you felt. But you, you kept doing, man, I remember, bro, I remember being hurt my first year in Indy. We playing in Sacramento. And I'm coming early to the gym, and you was doing shooting drills before the game. You wasn't yeah. even playing then. That was like three years ago. That was before the bubble. See, look at your Damn, face. I do exactly, bro. I was on the other end working out, and I'm seeing you do the drills. You on your back getting yes, up. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. Yes, I do remember that. I remember That's seeing crazy. you doing drills. That's crazy. So at the end of the day, like I say that to say, like, bro, there's a reason why 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 certain people have stories similar to ours, bro. It's because we are the real ones who are destined to do what we're supposed to do. There's some people who are giving God-given abilities, and I don't want to knock them. You know what I'm saying? They're giving God-given ability. They just out the womb yeah. or whatever. They just look like they're supposed to be doing what they're doing. There's some people who really got to work for what they got. You know what I'm saying? And that's why more people, like you doing this podcast, me telling my story, you telling your story, impacts more, in my opinion. Right. Because more people got to work for whatever it is they want to get, whether it be a job, whether it be an athlete, whether it be immigrants like my parents coming over with nothing, you got to work hard to get to, bro, it's not given to you right away, but it doesn't change your mentality, so. Yeah. Damn. That was, a, that was real right there. Yeah. One, one, one thing, <laughs> though, good. like, because I'm hearing you talk, and, and I'm comparing it in my mind to my – my mindset, my mind frame throughout my journey. Yeah. And there's a distinguishable difference in that, at least, at least what I'm hearing in that I didn't, I wanted those things for myself, but I didn't know that I was destined for them. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I, I wanted to play, I wanted to play in the NBA. Like any kid wanted to play in the I NBA. But I didn't know I was either until it actually happens. Okay. And then you're like, cause that's, that's what I was going to ask. Exactly. You never know. Cause you have, you have this conviction and this like unshakable, like now, right. Now okay. I have. So it. that's developed. That's developed for right. sure. That's developed because of the fact that I've I've done it before. So yes. I truly believe I can. Yeah, do it builds it. confidence. You know right. Saying? Exactly. It builds yeah. the, it's like imagine if back then I did it. I had did it once. Imagine if if back then me doing it the first time wasn't my first time, but it was my second time doing it. I'm like, well, well I did it the first time. I'm gonna make sure. It's like I use this example all the time, and you you can put this on there or not. It's up to you. But I feel like that <clears throat> we had a debate in my in my crew. I was talking. I was like, "Do you think that if my if my father or anyone I knew played in the NBA, that I wouldn't have had a better chance to be successful at the game? You would be naive. You you would right. be crazy. You would yes. you would you you would be so ignorant that I couldn't speak to you anymore. Yeah. And me and my 
my godfather was having this conversation and it's not just because of the ability it's everything else that comes with it's it the access well. it's, bro, for it's, sure it's like doing it a second yeah. time i think i think there's actually like statistically there's a, a stat that if your dad played in the nba you're like some crazy crazy percentage more likely to also play in that's, the nba yeah. that's why i feel so if that's the case for that why not for me right, right. now at this point in my career like all the odds are stacked against me. Da da da. It doesn't. Whatever. Right. Okay. Now I'm just gonna have the same. I did it once. Let me see if I could do it again. And it's and and you only live once, so it's life's not getting any shorter. So why not have that mentality? I believe that my first ex, my first time doing it through high school, through 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 college, I didn't know. But that's what makes it. That's what makes you. That's that's how you know you're destined for mm -hmm. it. It's because you have no. I had no idea that. I was going to go from one year not being on any draft boards to being drafted number two to follow you. I had no idea. I just didn't. My mind, bro, I'll tell you a story. When I first got to Indiana, one of my closest friends, his name is Dave Spine. He's actually an agent right now for CAA, one of the best right now. He's, he's doing his thing. But I walked on campus, and it was my first day there. I was working. I had school the next day. I was working out by myself in the gym. He walks in. He says, man, have you seen Coach Crean? I'm like, I don't think he's here at this out. He's like, yeah, I'm trying to be a manager. I'm like, okay, cool. He's like, are you Victor Oladipo? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I am. I'm just in here working out. Da, 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 da. He's like, you like it here? I said, man, I mean, it's cool so far, but I don't plan on here being long. I'm trying to be here for three years and and go to the NBA like Dwayne Wade did. That was my, that was, that was, that's what I said. It's now, crazy. I said that from the purity of heart. Like, bro, I just want to graduate in three years so I can have my degree. Because if God forbid, you know what I'm saying, I can still show everyone that I'm educated, I'm an educated human being, I can make, you know, develop things elsewhere other than on the court, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I'm like, bro, I ain't trying to be here too long. I'm trying to go to the league too. And he looked at me, he said, whoa, you got a lot of work to do if you want to do that. In my third year, my junior year at graduation, he was there. And I remember him walking up to me. He was like, bro, this is crazy, bro. <laughs> I was like, because I, I believe in speaking speaking your stuff into yeah. existence, bro. If you if you really want something, why not say it out loud? Like, And granted, people are going to treat you like he said to me from pure of heart. Like, bro, you, you got a lot of work to do if you want to be that. But, but why not, bro? Like, life is so short, bro. Like, if you, it, it, it's so short. Your career is so short. I'm in year nine, bro. I didn't even, that shit came in a blink of eye. I didn't right. even know that it would come that fast. And if I could change anything, go back and change, I would I would go back and tell myself, man, want more. Like ask for more. Do more. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I, I truly believe, and this is a whole nother topic, that that when you come into the league, everything counts. From where you're drafted to who you got representing you to everything matters. So for me, I was a shy kid. Like, I'm not like how I was now. I am now, you know what I'm saying? I don't mind having a conversation with somebody or going out of my way to talk to somebody about something. But back then when I first got in the league, I was a shy kid. I mean, you, you come in the league and you, you, you playing behind Jameer Nelson and you playing behind Aaron Oflalo and you don't know how to talk to those guys. Right, <laughs> I don't know right, how to right. talk to those guys, you know what I'm saying? So it was different for me, you know what I mean? But if I could tell myself anything, it would be like, you need to come in with more confidence. You know what I'm saying? You need to speak, speak, speak your life into existence. You know what I'm saying? Like, like really a lot of these young kids are doing that. Right. You know what I'm saying? And there's nothing wrong with it. It's nothing wrong with it. It just, it just, it brings that energy towards you. I truly believe that. So I didn't know, I didn't have no idea, but I do know now. So 
I am honestly taken aback a little bit by just your mental fortitude. Mm-hmm. Were you like this year one through four? Like how much I imagine, I don't want to project, but I imagine going through the last three years yeah. has taken your mental strength to another place. Yeah, it has. It has. And it's still not easy. You know, I'm still human. And, you know, there are days and moments that remind me of that, like to remind me, like, bro, you still human. Like you've gotten better. You've gotten stronger, but you still got a lot of work to do. But when you've gone through all I've went through, you, you, I, I, I hear something. I heard something the other day that, that when things happen, it's not, it's, it's, it's not something that's uncommon. Things happen to everyone. Things happen to you. Things happen to you. Things happen to me. But it's about how you react when those things happen, which separates whether or not you're going to be good or you're going to be great or you're going to be bad. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I know things have happened to me. You know what I mean? And there are days where I'm like, man, I wish this never happened to me. But then there are also days like, bro, you can't go back and change it. Now it's like, okay, what are you going to do from now moving forward? What are you going to do now for the rest of your career? What are you going to do now for the rest of your life? What are you going to do now? What are you, what, what, what are you, going, to, what are you going to do now that, that you, you want to achieve something? You want to, you want to be remembered for something, but how are you going to do it now? What are you going to do? And, and at that point, it's like, okay, you know, I've, I've done a, everything you can imagine or you can think of to help me improve myself. I've done. They'll tell you. I have people here that no, we can see. We got we got tables. We got all sorts of machines. I have done shit I've never even seen before. I got all the machines. I got all the the weird gallon of some fluid. fluid Bro, listen. I have done everything you can imagine and some. So for me, it's like now I just have to go through the battle of getting to where I want to be, which is not going to be easy. It's going to take time. You know what I'm saying? That's, just because you speak victory and you speak things over your life doesn't mean it's going to come when you want it to. You know what I'm saying? And that's not even from a spiritual standpoint. Some people might not be spiritual, but even if you're not spiritual, when you say something, it doesn't happen right right then and there. Yeah. It takes time for it to progress and to happen. And for me, I, I'm, I, have, I have a strong faith. I come from a, a, a faith-filled background. So for me, it's like, my whole career has been divine, been a, a huge divine intervention. Like, like I told you, I didn't choose basketball. Like, basketball chose me. So, for me, I have to, I have to have the utmost confidence in everything I do, from rehab to playing to to everything. I have to have confidence in it, even if it's tough to, even if the circumstances doesn't let me. I have to, because I would be dumb to not think that I could, I could do something powerful and spiritual and help somebody you know, from, from my testimony. And so for that, you know, um, I have gained a lot of strength mentally. It, 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 whether I liked it or not, you know what I'm saying? Whether I have wanted to or not, I had to, I had to do something to improve because things in my opinion just don't happen for any reason. So for me, I had to figure out the reason. So if it was me gaining mental strength, all right, well then that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to gain my mentality has to completely change if I want to have better results, if I want to have new results. So for me, I just focused on that. I focused on being able to make sure my mind could get through anything. And it's still, I'm still working on it now, obviously. You know, it's still hard. It's not easy, but 
that's why it, it when you talk to me now it's so easy to to tell you what i'm thinking or tell you what's on my mind because i know that it's not it, it's something that i learned it's something that's that was earned it's not something that i'm just saying that came out of nowhere if that makes sense so i uh i try to tell people all the time that an unbelievable indicator for success is how you handle adversity and how you're able to come back and i also say that how you handle it is actually a skill that you can develop mm -hmm. and just hearing you you talk that i mean you're an unbelievable example of that Thanks. because you, you talk about how far your mindset has come since you first entered the league and you, and you talk about it from a lot of different perspectives from a confidence wanting more but then also having setbacks like you've had and being able to wrestle with them and understand yeah. that for sure there's, there's bad days that come with that but it's just about continuing to push yeah. through and, and find a way exactly and you know what's crazy is that you can get low though like there there are moments where you can get right. really 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 low yeah. And 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 especially like, for me, you got to think about it. I was I was in Indy, you know what I'm saying. I was that was to be frank, that was my team. You know what I mean. For that sure was my was. that was yeah. my city and with the Pacers. You know what I'm saying. And then for things to kind of played out the way they did, it was like, dang, like you worked your your tail off, your whole life off to get to that point. You know, to to get to there and be like, all right. There was no question about where I where I was I wanted to go and where I was going, and it was like, but nah 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 nah, you can't get there yet. So come on all the way back down here, and I want you to, now. I want you to now go back up. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like starting over. It's like a rebirth in a sense for me. You know what I'm saying? And and for me, it's like um, it's tough. You can get really, really low mentally. You can get to a point where you start questioning yourself, everything around you, everyone else around you. And um, it can get bad. But, you know, you know, at the end of the day, you, you that's why you have foundation. That's probably why, you know, I was given parents of faith and not parents that play basketball. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's probably why things played out the way they did. You know what I'm saying? So that going through this i had something to reach out on or a foundation to go back on and be like all right i go through things because you know i know my crown of life is near you know what i'm saying i go through things because i know the best is yet to come you know i go through trials and tribulations of the best kind and it says count all joy when you do that because the best is yet to come so for me it's like all right now i have something to fall back on regardless of what comes at what comes next i know i can get through this you know what i mean so you know, you, you, you gain perspective. Like, you, you go back and you look at it like, damn, I wish this, 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 and this would happen. But then you go back and you realize, well, what if this, 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 this didn't happen the way it did, you know? Yeah. So, it's life, man. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, honestly, man, like, it, it's super refreshing to just hear your perspective on this stuff. And it's crazy because, you know, we share a locker room. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And it's like, you're whatever, four lockers down from me and mm – -hmm. You know, we we chop it up, whatever, meals, this, that. But, like, to have the opportunity to be able to, like, sit down and, like, talk like this. And it's, it's weird that it's in, like, a public setting where everyone else is hearing it. But at the same time, bro, it's like you're saying it's the inspiration that, yeah. that you draw yeah. and, and probably inspires so many. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's, it's, it's just I, I appreciate you no problem, being, bro. like, vulnerable and open with this yeah, stuff because I know it's not easy. Yeah, of course. And, you know, one thing, like, uh, 
I, I just feel like, you know, obviously, you know, we, we in the same locker room. We doing everything going on. But, you know, I know what the goal is. You know what I'm saying? I know I know what what we need to do in order to, to, to win and be successful. You know what I'm saying? So for me, you know, I've been so locked in on that because I know that's the biggest way I can help us is me being – you know, sick, healthy, and me going out there and doing whatever I can to help our team win. So, but that doesn't mean I don't know everyone's story. I know everyone's story in the locker room. Everybody. Right, 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 right. I know how everyone got to where they are. I know where they went to school. I know, shoot, I know a lot about everybody right. in there. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's because, you know, that's my job. You know, I, I feel like, you know, in in my craft, I'm, I'm put in certain situations for a reason. I'm not brought to no situation for no reason. So why not know everyone you're dealing with? Why not know what might make this person tick? Why might not make that person tick? What might make this person fit? That might be just the. So for me, that's what I kind of learned is just being, you know, the head and not the tail of India. It's just like, okay, I have 17, 15 other guys that I plan with. You know what I'm saying? How do I connect with all of them? Now that I can't. Like, I don't have enough time in a day to connect with all 17 of everybody. But, you know, for the most part, I can I can still learn, you know, mannerisms. I can learn, you know, what they like, what they don't like. And, and Duncan, bro, I, I remember seeing you shoot them shots. And, and I don't think you understand how profound that was to see you from that moment to then seeing you in the bubble to then seeing you do what you're doing historically, making these threes right now, bro. You understand, like, for me, that's the highest level of respect. And I didn't have to exchange no words with you to, for you to earn my respect. You understand how? No, you, know, you know what I'm that. saying? Like yeah, some people, you have to sit down and talk to for them to be like, "Oh, I really respect that guy." For me, all I had to do was see you work out that day, and then a year later, see you in the bubble, and then a year later, see you after that, and, yeah. and now we're on the same team. I, that's all I needed to understand who you are as a person. That's all I needed. Yeah. I don't have to sit Damn. down and talk to you. You understand what I'm saying? Now, granted. A lot of guys are like that for me. I don't say much, you know. I don't. I didn't. I, that's the first time I ever told you I seen you in that that's workout. That's crazy. Hundred percent. <laughs> but that's just. But that's how I am. As that, I'm just an observer. I don't. I don't. I don't go out of my way to let everyone know I'm there. But you're gonna know I'm there one day. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna know I'm there eventually. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna know I've been watching eventually because I do. I just don't. I'm not the type to be like, oh, I remember. Da, 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 but I respect everyone in our locker room. You know what I'm saying? So um, I get it. You know what I mean? Because it's kind of like, damn. You know what I mean? I get to sit. I was excited about this, sitting down and talking to you. Because it's like, okay, now I get to talk to DR. Oh, Let me man. see what he's like in nah, a different setting. I, you know I, I mean? appreciate it. I also, <laughs> say, I also say this. We talk a lot about how much of a pain it is to schedule with people. And I woke up this morning <laughs> from a text from Vic. He texted me. He was like, yo, is 1.30 cool? I'm like. Bro, I swear to you, that is the first time it's ever happened where a guest has proactively <laughs> reached out to me. So you talk about respect. I have a lot of respect for that. Thank you. Um, I also, you talk about observing. One thing I've observed is just how consistent you are with your work because you're talking about it. But I just want to speak to the fact that whatever day of the week it is, whatever, like, Whatever is going on with our season, wins, losses, whatever, one thing you can count on when you pull into the facility is that if you aren't there getting your work in, you've probably already been there or you're probably already coming back. Mm -hmm. And from a respect standpoint, 
it's funny because I, you know, I, I grew up watching you. I was talking about watching you at IU. I grew up watching you take LeBron to, to game seven in mm -hmm. Indy and leading that team and win most improved. And I'm watching on the mass Singer doing your thing. <laughs> you know, I've, seen you, I've seen you all over. <laughs> but then for me, it was, it was honestly like it, it was a special thing to see how much work I know now because I, I, I've experienced it. I, I've seen it every single day has gone into that where you talk earlier about opportunity and, I, and I'm not throwing shade at anyone else, but like someone might win most improved one year and it's like, maybe they just have an increased role. Maybe the guy in front of them, you know, got shipped out and now they got more minutes. But like now me getting to see that I have a better understanding of what went in to the ascension that you've had in the NBA. Bro, unreal, bro. Like you, you've come, you've come such a long way. And for me, it's, it's, it's like the ultimate like treat in a way because it's like inspires hope for me too. Like, man, hard work isn't dead. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's still undefeated and it still is nah, going to take you to where you need to go. It is. It, it'll take you as far as you want it to take you, bro. And honestly, like the work ethic, it, it, it prepares you for even, even things away from the court. You know what I mean? Just, just life in general. So, um, you know, it is, I appreciate that, bro. Cause you know, like I say, you know, I just, go about my business really you know obviously I, I talk I'm not like mute or anything in there but you know I know that um you know I know that I need to make sure I do my job you know when I go in there and I need to make sure that I don't want to be I know in order for me to be successful I'm gonna have to put in the work regardless of if I got injured or not if I was rehabbing or not like I wasn't necessarily given the ability I had to learn how to get it so for me, like I tell people all the time in this in this rehab thing, I've never I haven't worked out in the summer in three years. <laughs> I haven't worked on my game in three years. <laughs> I haven't had a legit workout on my game, a healthy version of me in three years. I haven't had a summer where guys been getting better. Summer in and summer out playing, summer in and summer out. Last summer I was had a cast on on my leg. So, you know what I'm saying? Like it's I'm not, I know who I am. I know that I have to work really hard in order to be good. You know what I'm saying? There are some people who don't necessarily have to do that, but I'm not one of those people. So I'm, I don't, I don't fake like I am. I'm fake like I'm not like whenever I'm in it. The only reason why we were able to take Braun to seven is because I put in the work way before that to put, right. to, to be able to do that. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm just saying? all that coming to fruition. That yes. everyone sees and wants to talk about, but it's really all yes. this. The, our whole our average, whole right. team was like that, though. Me, Bogey, Darren, Domas, Miles, Thad. Ain't ain't no big time. Ain't no perennials yeah. on there. No, we just put in the work. I was just the head of the snake, and I led by example. I remember there was. It, before we before we had we had them in the series, guys was like, man, we just can't play LeBron. We can't play LeBron in the series. You can't. We can't play LeBron. You know they be we can't. They just not gonna let us win. We can't play LeBron. I'm like, man, we can play whoever. It don't it matter is. at practice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, you might as well play him first. It don't yeah. matter. I remember at practice saying that it don't matter. Obviously in different words and terminology, but yeah, right. It, uh, it don't matter, and and I, I said that with with the confidence because of the fact that I wanted them to have confidence too. But not only that, but I truly believed we could beat them. I really believed. I didn't. I didn't think. I I thought we were really good. You know what I'm saying? So, 
I wouldn't just say something just to say it. You know what Shit, I mean? you played like you could beat him too. Yeah. God so, damn. I mean, I say all that to say, you know, um, hard work is the answer. Even people who have God-given ability still got to work. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Even people who don't even got to work that hard still got to work a little bit if they want to maintain whatever it is they got. I mean, look at LeBron. LeBron just, just became second all-time leading scorer in, all, in, in the history of the NBA, right? He works, bro. Like, people might not like him. People might not understand him. People might not be fans. They might not think he's the best to ever do it, and that's fine. But you can't discredit what he's done and what and how hard he's worked, you know, to do that. You know what I'm saying? So um, work does – I mean, work, 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 work is the answer. I mean, Kobe, Mamba mentality, that's right. all about his work ethic. That ain't about a secret sauce or something that you could you could take. You know what I mean? It's all about his mentality to his approach to his job every day and what he wanted to accomplish. And he knew that he had to outwork everyone in order to have that upper that upper hand. He he got his confidence from his work ethic, not because he he could shoot better or he could dribble better. He just knew he outworked everyone. So yeah, I'm gonna act like it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get my confidence in that. And that's what I try to do every day. Dave, we're back and we're here to talk some more about Athletic Greens. It is officially a staple of my morning routine. I know on this show before I said the taste is growing on me. Well, now I'm just straight up a fan. Uh, it tastes good. It has everything you need. Uh, their mantra is you can throw all that that garbage out of your uh, out of your cabinets, the different vitamins you take, the multivitamin, the fish oil, whatever. They got it all right in the power uh, powder. Sorry, but uh, it's it's a fantastic product. Like I said, take it every single morning uh, on an empty stomach. That's how I do it. But you know, whatever you want to do, go ahead. And uh, I've realized, you know, it's I still eat my vegetables, but if I didn't, it wouldn't be the end of the world because I take Athletic Greens every single morning. Dunk, gas prices are soaring, and when I'm at the pump, I always wonder what comes out of the premium. You know, I've never, I've never driven a car that needs it, but I imagine it might just be Athletic Greens because I am putting that stuff in my body every morning as well. And let me tell you, I have never felt better. It's a glass of water, a scoop of the powder, you stir it for a couple seconds, and then you're ready to go. And let me tell you, I legitimately feel like a superhuman after I drink a cup of that stuff. I feel a better energy. Haven't been sick since I started taking it. It's really, it's, it's like magic. You know, a dietitian once told me you shouldn't put leaded gas in a Ferrari. And the same thing applies when it comes to athletic greens. If you want to move like a Ferrari, if you want to be like a Ferrari, all you got to do, add athletic greens to your morning routine. And check this out. We got a code for you. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash longshot. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash longshot to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Priceline. 
those three summers you're not getting a chance to work on your game yeah the last three <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so what are what are they looking like is it just rehab just every day working yeah, on what yeah, yeah. getting balance yeah it's it's a little bit of everything it's like working on it's working on getting balance is one of them strengthening my quad so basically what i like if honestly to be real with you i could probably do a a, a a quad repair if you know if, if someone wanted me to cut them open and do an experiment i probably could do it myself at this point you know what i'm saying but seen it all before <laughs> yeah so but basically my my quad tendon detached two years ago 2019 what people don't really understand is this this just didn't randomly happen like i was having tendinosis in my knee prior to it happening granted i had never had it before you know what I mean? There were things that happened in the course of the year that triggered it to get irritated the way it did. Then I went down. The first surgery I had, unfortunately, it wasn't attached all the way. He only attached part of my tendon onto my kneecap, which means that the last from from 2019 to 2021 of last year, I was playing on a leg and a half. When we played y'all in the bubble, I definitely had one leg for sure. I was only jumping off my right leg. I was barely driving to the rim. Nah, it was just one leg, period. But <clears throat> it's crazy because uh, when you were in Houston, actually, you dunked on me. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. went base on you. Yeah, it was weak, me. though. It was weak, so though. So it's, it's pretty disappointing to, it was to weak. realize now that it was just one leg. Yeah, that's all right. It was weak. <laughs> it was weak, Because it didn't though. feel like it was all one leg <laughs> at that point. <laughs> it was weak, though, bro. It wasn't that tough. It wasn't that tough. But I mean, it was an air one, though. It wasn't that tough. But, you know, during that whole year, you know, it was like it, – it, during those last two years, it felt like, you know, I was like – it almost like I got to the point where like, well, is is this gonna be who I am from now on? Is this what I have to play with? Is this what I have to deal with, you know, for the rest of my career? And I think over time when I came here and we and I played uh, against the Lakers and I got hurt, it was what well, people don't understand. I didn't re tear my quad. That's not what happened. It was ligament was sprained on the side of my kneecap because of the fact that my tendon wasn't fully attached to my knee. Gotcha. So at that point it was like, all right, you can wait and let it heal. But in reality, you it'll just happen again or something worse. So at that point, I had to get it redone. So I had to re-repair. So that's why, you know, the, the trauma, in a sense, is not as severe as it was the first time. So there's like, there's like these tests that you test the power and strength of your quad in my right leg. My quad is already stronger than it was all of last year. Wow. So, so at this point, it's like, all right, well, let's see what, you know, as I continue to build strength and get stronger, what it looks like, you know, what I feel like, how's it gonna, you know, how I'm gonna move, you know, all those things. Like, it's like relearning how to do everything. Like, that's why I said it's a rebirth because it really honestly is from a physical standpoint, from a mental standpoint, from a game standpoint. It's like starting over and that could be a lot on people. Like, you know, if I wasn't as mentally strong enough or had the foundation that I had, who's to say I would be able to go through this again? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot, it's a lot to handle. and. There, that's why some guys probably can't, you know, come back from stuff like this. It's tough. It's, it wears on you from from every aspect you can imagine. But, you know, I mean, I just, you know, man, I wasn't even supposed to be alive to begin with. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it was it stems back to when I was in my, my mother's womb. You know, I wasn't even supposed to make it. So at this point, I was just like, well, I'm here, so. I'm going to try my best to Man. see if I can get the best out of it. Good. <laughs> is it so what's the first milestone? If we go back to the original injury, is it like 
I just got out of bed this morning. Is that the first check? You know how hard it used to be to get out of bed? Well, it's unbelievable. Like, it used to feel like, but I used to wake up every morning hating to get out of bed because it was like, what am I going to feel like? What is my first steps going to feel like? Like, what am I, what it what? I get out of bed now, I'm like, all right, let me just, you know, kick my legs and <laughs> But before, it's like, man, what are my first three steps going to be like? Are they going to, are they going to hurt? Are they going to hurt a little bit? Is it not really going to hurt at all? Like, I'm just like, man, when is the, when is the day going to be where I can wake up and not worry about my first three steps? And that day just never came for me the last two years. And then, you know, finally, you know, this year, I, I've been able to kind of get over that hurdle and, you know, be able to get up out of bed and be like, all right, cool, I can walk. <laughs> so, I mean, it is what it is. You know, it, it makes you appreciate the little things, like being able to walk, being able to sit, being able to stand. It's like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I can do those things, you know. So, um, but, you know, it is what it is now, you know. Just got to keep pushing, man. Was that original injury fixed? Um, it is now. It is now the first one. The first time it wasn't. Right. So they had to go back and touch it up. Yeah, they had to go back and really redo the whole thing, honestly. So it's like it's like almost the whole thing, but majority of it like so basically re reattached the, the whole entire tendon on to the to the kneecap. And it's so crazy. When I did it when I when I got my uh my my uh, my tendon attached the second time for the final time, I remember getting my cast off. My knee was like this big. He was like, flex your quad. I was like, I ain't got no, my, my quad is atrophy, but I'll try. And I'm flexing my quad and my kneecap is moving up and down. He said, you see your kneecap moving up and down? I said, yeah. He said, that's how you know your tendon is attached to your knee. That's good news, man. That's said, good what? news. <laughs> this whole time, I could have just been done that test. That's crazy, bro. It's unbelievable. But, you know, it is what it is. I remember I have a video right now. I have a video of my very first my very first surgery the very the first time in 2019 and it's like six weeks after my surgery and i'm flexing my quad and my kneecap is not moving <laughs> crazy but i didn't know i had no idea i didn't know that was that was that was that was that was a test or whatever everyone else was telling me i was normal so you're going through this recovery process rehab process basically twice and then there's this whole other side of this two of like we live in this entertainment industry right with all these outside pressures and opinions and hot takes and all this sort of noise media period Cra- yeah, just <laughs> we're cra- part of it. yeah I mean, we're, we're a good side of the media though, don't do that. um and i and you know i've i've been over here like experience the bad side of meaning it's like and it's peanuts i'm sure compared to what you're hearing going through do you are you able because you're you got to be locked in on what you're doing right like you're recovering all that mm. sort of stuff but i can't imagine you're able to completely like block it out is it is it motivating is it bro i don't i don't i don't i don't i don't i don't hear it or see it bro it's just out of the way i i it's, way. it's it's smoke and mirrors i don't hear it or see it like i i don't even be on social media <laughs> I, and you know um i learned earlier in my career to to learn how to kind of block that out because like I was I was faced with a lot of criticism going into OKC when I played there for a year and you know play with Russ who was and you know MVP that year 
doing well, and but unfortunately we lost in the first round to Houston. I think we lost four one too. So I was faced with a lot of of scrutiny and a lot of disrespect, really, honestly. Um, and you know that kind of helped. Like at the end of the day, that at the end of the day, social media is a way for everyone to to kind of to 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 be who they don't who they aren't naturally in their everyday right. life. So at the end of the day, you know when they have their opinions of you, they you don't know them. You don't know what they look like. You don't know what they're wearing. You don't know what they what they smell like. You don't know what they what they doing every day. But they know what you do, and they know your name, and that's about it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, why would I worry about the opinion of somebody who only knows my name and my job? They don't really know me. So what they're saying isn't truth. That's not who you are. That's right. not what they they don't know. And they don't let them try to come play you one on one. Right. That's what I was gonna say. Come on, bro. Like their, their takes would would very much <laughs> differ on. if they were staring you in the eyes, if, looking. If you if what they if they know as much as they think they know about the game of basketball, tell them to come be you for a day. Right. Come put on your jersey. Go out there and go guard the best in the world. Not just and, – and then try to score on them too. Go ahead. Well, fans are starting to get a little reckless. Did you see that guy following Russ around outside in Yeah, Toronto? yeah, yeah. And then the guy courtside doing something with Nurk. Oh, yeah, 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 Nurk, yeah, yeah. Nurk and Nurk threw his phone. Somebody, I hope this doesn't happen, but it feels like a fan is going to get hit at some point. Yeah, I mean, hopefully not. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, fans is a part of the sport, though. You know, as us as players, we have to understand, of course, we don't want to be disrespected. Of course, we don't want to feel a certain way. But they're the, they're the same reasons why we're able to play this sport at the highest level. They're the same reasons why we we get paid the way we do because they buying the tickets. You know what I'm saying? So, of course, we don't want it to get over, you know, escalated. But, you know, for them to say words and, you know, for them to taunt and stuff like that, that's what they do. That's what that's what fam- it's what we do to a degree. We just don't do it the way they do it. You know what I'm right. saying? If if Indiana playing Michigan, better believe I'm going to say something about it. You know what I'm saying? That's just that's just how it is naturally. You know what I'm saying? But. It's just a level of of respect that they can't obviously go over, but you know if they if they going they gonna call me a bus and all that stuff. I mean, just I mean, this is what it is. Like I'm the same people that's not gonna say nothing when you know I do otherwise. So it's it's or they're gonna show you love, which is you know. Or they gonna show me love. Same people that are that are talking shit are the same ones to be like, oh, I'm your, you know, exactly. Whatever. That's why you just gotta you just gotta block it out, dr. Like you don't. All that stuff, bro, people saying what they going – people going to say how they feel about you, whether you do something good, whether you do something bad, whether you do something semi-good, whether you do something semi-almost good. They don't They going to say something. Everybody going to have an opinion. So why worry yourself about people's opinions? They matter very little, bro. They don't They don't, They don't. don't affect your everyday life, bro. They don't – they don't – they not making – your people's opinions ain't making the ball go through the net. People's opinions now, 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 don't get me wrong. Like, it's great to see people talk great about you. Like, it's great to have the ESPN and and, and, P, and, and you on the NBA feed every day. It's great to have those feelings. I've you been got there. The Sports Illustrated yeah, cover. All that stuff I've been there, it feels great. That's nice right there. It's, <laughs> it feels great to have those feelings. It gives you more confidence. It gives you energy. But it still don't make the ball go through the rim. Sir. It don't make the ball go through the rim, bro. That's all you, bro. That's all your work, bro. You you could get all those things and not have, you know, the work, and it won't. The ball won't go in. It's it's all you, bro. That's so. That's that's all you have to 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 really like focus on is is getting better every day. As cliche as that sounds, bro, because all the other stuff really doesn't matter, bro. 
people's opinions, what they might say about you, how they feel about your game. It's not, it don't, it don't matter, bro. It don't, it don't, if you can't make everyone happy, that's my biggest problem. That's what, that's what I gave up for Lent, to be honest with y'all, to be one, one stack with y'all. Like, I tried to give up for Lent trying to make everybody happy because it's impossible. I want you to feel good. I want you to feel good. I want her to feel good. I want me to feel good all at the same time. But if one of y'all don't feel good, it's, it's only so much I can do, you know what I'm saying? So it's, that's what I'm trying to, to work on right now. And, and that's why I say what I say, bro, because, bro, you don't need no one to validate you, bro. You don't need, damn sure don't need no fan on social media to validate you. DR, you was making threes before you making threes right now. You was doing your thing now, before, way before. This is just a, a fruit of your labor, bro. This is just, this is just, everyone gets to see it now, bro. But I didn't see you in the gym make 25, 30 in a row. That's 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 where it comes from, bro. That's why they're able to be like, oh, he's holding records, or he can really shoot, or you know what I'm saying? It's not because they know; they don't have no idea. Man, well, Vo, thank you so much, man. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> no, for real. That it's this this one was uh, enlightening in a lot of different ways. For sure. I appreciate you you sharing uh, so much of what you've learned throughout your journey, for sure. uh, and just. Chopping up, breaking bread. I mean, we've been just having this food just wow. sit here. Like, now yeah. you know, now we get to actually uh, eat this. It looks delicious. Enjoy it. But uh, thank you so much, man, for, for having us, the hospitality, like I said. And, uh, yeah, man, appreciate man, thanks, you. Thanks for having me on the show, bro. I appreciate it, bro. You know, you ain't had to do that. So I appreciate you wanting me to tell my story. No, no, no. We, we appreciate you, man. Don't. This is just I, it, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> thanks, bro. Appreciate you.